Father, we thank you for the songs that have been sung, the prayers that have been prayed, the opportunity to worship you in giving. Father, we thank you for the junior class who acknowledged the third day of Advent, the third Sunday of Advent, and we just thank you for everything that has been said and done up until this point. And as we get ready to look into your word, we ask that it will rest upon the good soil of our heart and gain great root and that we will grow thereby. We thank you and we honor you for it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We are into our third episode of our series entitled Comfort and Joy. My opening statement for today is this. The Christmas season is a time of joy. God wants his people to be joyful in their redemption. We are people of joy knowing that we are redeemed and reflect that joy to others that we encounter. I want to hit that last part again. We are people of joy knowing we are redeemed and reflect that joy to others that we encounter. Reflect that joy to others that we encounter. Reflect that joy to others that we encounter. Again, this is the third episode of our series. And in our first episode, we talked about the time has come. Then last week, we talked about the place is available. And then today, we are going to discuss the settlement of the issue. The settlement of the issue. Our definitions are Advent is a coming. Appropriately, the coming of our Savior in, in the calendar includes four Sundays before Christmas. It is intended as a season of devotion with reference to the coming of Christ in the flesh and his second coming to judge the world. Comfort. Comfort is relief from the distress of mind. The ease and quiet which is experienced when pain, trouble, agitation, or affliction ceases. Next is joy. Joy is the passion or emotion excited by the acquisition or expectation of good. That excitement of pleasurable feelings which is caused by success, good fortune, the gratification, the gratification of desire, or some good possessed. Settlement. Settlement is the act of settling, the state of being settled. And, and settled in itself means to fix, to establish, to make permanent in any place. And our last definition is issue. Issue is an event, a consequence, an end, or an ultimate result. So today, this episode, we're going to be talking about the permanent establishment of the ultimate result. Because sometimes we can get ourselves involved in what's happening around us and forget that everything for us, if you have Christ in your life, is already settled. But we'll get to that in a moment. Let's look at our scriptures. Our first scripture is coming from Isaiah, the 40th chapter, starting at the first verse. We're using the English Standard Version. And it says this. Comfort 
Comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended and that her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill shall be made low. The uneven ground shall become level and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. In Isaiah the 51st chapter, starting at the 11th verse, it says this. And the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads, and they shall obtain gladness, shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. I am he who comforts you. Who are you that you are afraid of man who dies, of the son of man who is made like grass? And our final scripture for today is coming from Luke, the second chapter, starting at the eighth verse. Luke, second chapter, eighth verse, says this. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and said... To them, And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it will fall upon the good soul of our hearts in Jesus' name. Now, as we look at our current situations, we already have discussed that with God rest ye merry gentlemen, we talked about with our first episode, we talked about tidings of comfort and joy, tidings, greetings of comfort and joy. And last week we took the time to talk about God is always available to be there to comfort us. And so guess what we're going to talk about today? We're going to talk about joy. Because we talked about comfort last week, so let's talk about joy this week. Now, I want to remind you that joy is not necessarily just a feeling. Joy is also a state of mind. Joy is a thought process. And the key to this thought process is that joy is brought to the world through Jesus. Jesus came that we might have joy and that that joy would be in abundance. God did not just want to bring just comfort and peace to the weary, but he also wanted us to have joy because of the salvation that he was bringing to his people. I don't know if you've ever had a situation whereby you were locked up in detention. Some of y'all probably didn't even know what detention was in your schools. Um, I do not have that proclamation. I've had the opportunity to spend a couple minutes in, in detention repeatedly. Uh, but I'm not here to, to air all my... All my achievements, thank you, baby. All my achievements in school. 
But the one thing that you would always do while you were in detention or while you were being confined is you were always anticipating when they would say, you can go. And that is the same thing that God wants us to walk in the fact that whatever you're going through right now, he has a way for you to get out of that situation. If you will trust and just lean on him in the midst of the situation. Now, if you have my personality where you like to be in control, that kind of has a conflict with your thinking. Because if you got in it, then guess what? You're going to get yourself out of it. But I have discovered also that the more you try to get yourself out of it, the deeper you get in it. So that doesn't entirely work. But when you're able to be excited or be content or be joyful in the fact that God is going to work it out for your good and his glory. When you're able to get that into your mind that I'm going through this situation, but God's going to be glorified in this. And because God's going to be glorified in this, it's going to make more people realize that God is using me for his glory. And in the end, it's going to work out for my good. There was a cartoon that my uh, one of my grandsons likes very much. It's called Trolls. And in the movie, The Trolls, there were these folk called the Bergens. The Bergens believed that the only way that they could be joyful is if they ate the trolls. Now, if I was a troll, I don't think that would make me too happy. But they had this attitude that just because they believed that they ate these trolls that they would be happy but in the end they realized that happiness was not based upon what you eat it, ba- it was based upon your situation and because of this they were able to not the trolls were not able or were able to not be eaten because they showed the burgers that it was easier just to change your mindset and be happy it reminds me of a song I remember growing up And it said, don't worry, be happy. Because sometimes we can get our mindset to such a a degree that we bring in more distress upon ourselves than is needed or necessary, and it becomes excessive. We have a multi billion dollar industry called the mental health field today because folks do not know the proper techniques by which to cause themselves to move away from the negativity of their thoughts to operate in a more positive, a more uh, encouraging mindset by which they will be a lot better. Now, I'm not knocking the mental health field. I'm not knocking you for going through the situation, but I'm just saying that there are ways, there are processes that have been set up in order to help us to move from a mental capacity of negativity to one of joyfulness. And as we look at this situation that we see in Luke, we see the shepherds, the the lowly men that are sitting out there 
watching their sheep at night. And the shepherds, they wasn't the bestest of the people. They were considered the riff of the riffraff. They were lower than the, they were just shepherds. But if you notice the proclamation of the birth of Jesus, it was not made to King Herod. It was not made to any of the great people of the day. It was made to the folks that were considered the lowest of the lowest. And in this consideration, it shows how when Jesus comes in, he changes what is the normal way of doing things to a whole different way of doing things. It causes us to believe that God's ways are not our ways. It causes us to think that God's thoughts are not our thoughts. And so that means that our if we want our situations to change, then we should change how we deal with our situations. God has a way for every situation that we go through. And so as we make this journey, as we're walking down this pathway of settlement of the issue, the issue is that we desire to be happy. We desire for everything to go good for us. We, we desire for this world to just be an easy situation for us to go through. And so when it doesn't go the way that we want the world to go, we get upset with the world. Well, let me help you out with that. The world don't like you. The world don't want to help you. And the world only wants to take from you. But when God designed us, he designed us to be interdependent upon one another. And because of that, we have to have others into our lives. We teach in our nation that it's all about you and how you can overcome everybody and how you can beat everybody down and how you can be victorious over everybody and how you, we never really talk about how we are to come together to help one another. And so because we have gotten caught up in this environment where it's all about us and how we can be victorious over everybody, we have lost the essence of what God has designed us to be, which is interdependent. Where we depend upon one another to go forward. That's why when we talk about the Bible, uh, we talk about the church, we talk about the body. That everybody has a specific function, and in that specific function, everybody has a place. And because of this, we're able to move forward, and that's why it's important that we come together so that we can encourage one another to function fully in the design that God has for us. So with that being said, what we want to do today is let you know that 
happiness depends upon what's happening around you. But joy is this mindset that I know that I am going to win in this situation no matter how it looks right now. The settlement of the, of the issue is this, that we can have joy no matter what issue presents itself. We can have joy no matter how dire the situation is. We can have joy because it is a mindset that I'm going to celebrate that God brought me into this, God's going to take me through this, and God's going to break me out of it. Why are you happy? I'm not happy, I'm joyful. Because happy just means that I have this emotion going on that makes me feel good. But joy is this mindset that I'm excited to see where God is taking me in this next situation. The settlement of the matter is this, that I'm going to be joyful in every predicament. I'm going to be joyful in every situation. I'm going to be joyful even though they consider me the riffraff, the, the lowest part, it don't matter to me. God still loves me and still wants me to have joy. It makes comes to my mind that the fact that as they were rebuilding the temple, they found some scrolls. And when they found the scrolls and they read the scrolls, everybody started crying. But Nehemiah said, listen. We've read the word and we know the word and the joy in the word is our strength. Yes. Yes. Thank you. If I trust in the Lord with all my heart, lean not to my own understanding. I acknowledge him in all my ways and he's directing my path. I can be excited because the Lord can take the high places and make them low. He can take the crooked paths and make them straight. He can take the low valleys and make them and raise them up. Why? Because he's got it that way. And he can do it just like that. And so I can have joy. Because I know who I am in Jesus. And so we, we look at this. And we look at the, uh, our, our primary scripture in Isaiah the 40th chapter. And the first thing that God says is what? He says comfort. Comfort, my people, says the Lord. He wants us to be all relaxed, knowing that he's got this. He's got us. Even though we're going through the situation, he still has us. And when we know he's got us, we know that on the other end, it's going to work out all right. And he comforts us and he provides us with this joy because he has set before us the expectation of hope. That he is going to deliver us from whatever situation that we're in. And so when we see this situation where the, the shepherds are out there in the field and, and, and they're doing their regular jobs. And these angelic beings show up and say, we've come to let you know. That joy has manifested itself into the world. And because of this, everyone can now be joyful because the good news is that Jesus is here yes, yes, yes. in the earth. Now that was not only true for the shepherds now, but it's true for the shepherds of today. 
It is true for the kings back then, and it's true for the kings today. It was true for the commoners back then, and it's true for us today. That because Jesus came, we can have joy because we can have confidence that God is going to do what he says he's going to do. God says that he's going to bring a deliverer, and guess what? A deliverer shows up. God says that he's coming back again, so guess what's going to happen? He's going to come back again. God says, if you trust in my word, then you shall have what my word says you'll have. Guess what? You can have if you trust. And the joy in that is, no matter what the issue is, it's already settled. God has declared it in his word, and the issue is settled. We can say what it looks like, but the issue is settled. The point is settled. There, is, there are people who get, get wrapped around the axle about, I, you know, they, they start majoring in the minors. They, they say, well, the will was, wasn't written, you know, was written 25 years ago. The, the bottom line is, it's written, and this is what it says. There's no changes. And sometimes we, we say, well, this is what they intended. That intention means nothing. It's already settled. Yes. And so we have to do the same thing when we are walking and operating in what God has us operating in. Because our perception could be that it looks different than what the word of God says. But let me tell you what. The Bible says, let the word of God be true and every man be a liar. So it shows you how different or how dichotomous it is for what God says compared to what man says. Sometimes man will get flaky on you. Sometimes man will say one thing, mean another. Or you know, you know how y'all used to do when y'all was little kids. You would say something and cross your, hand, cross your fingers behind your back. Y'all ain't do it? Okay, I used to do that kind of stuff. It's just still lying, but, you know, you just said, I really wasn't lying because I, I had my fingers crossed. I don't know what that meant. I just heard, heard folks did it, so I did it. But anyway, the point is, man can be deceptive, but God is true to his word. Yes, yes. If he says he's coming back, guess what? You can go ahead and set that place setting if he tell you he's coming back. Because he is coming back. If he says that you can have joy, unspeakable and full of glory, guess what you can have? Joy, unspeakable and full of glory. If he says that you can have life and you can have life more abundantly, guess what? You can have life and you can have life more abundantly. The key to this is us trusting and walking, having the mindset to walk in what it is that he has declared for us. I've had people come to me and ask me questions, and I would say, well, have you done this? Well, I know you told me last time we talked to do that, but I haven't done it yet. Well, you know, if you don't do what needs to be done, then you're not going to get what you're trying to get. And so a lot of times we ride on the right on this train that I'm a child of God and because I'm a child of God then everything's going to be alright well that's true in a sense but what we also have to realize that our mindset 
also has a place in this situation. If we're walking in obedience to God's word, that means we are attuning ourselves to how God has directed us to do. Then we can have everything he says that we can have. But if we decide to throw in our two cents, that, even ain't, that ain't even worth two cents, but we think it is. We try to throw our little bit in there. We cause confusion because we are not totally depending on God. And so I want to finish up with this and call it a day for today. And, it, it, and it's, it's simple. It's, it's, I remember when I was growing up in this one room shack in the Appalachian Mountains of I'm just lying. I'm making up a story. Everybody's like, you ain't. What shack? Okay. I, I just, oh, okay. I forgot to do it. Thank you, son. Yes. No, I was just talking. But what I do remember is when it came time around Christmas time, and we'd have the tree, and, and Christmas Eve, we would all go to bed like 7 o'clock because we wanted to the day to go quicker. I don't know why we thought it would go quicker, but everybody, you couldn't sleep because you had this anticipation that in the morning you was going to be able to open up your presents that you got from Mommy and Daddy Santa Claus. <laughs> because my daddy made sure we knew it wasn't no Santa Claus. He told you. Your mama and I got you that stuff. Well, actually, mama got it, but daddy took credit. But anyway, <laughs> we would be in our room and and, and you be, now usually everybody be snoring, but you be like, you sleep? No. You sleep? No. And then so after a while, you done laid there for a while, you get up. Well, I would get up and I'd go knock on my parents' door. Can we get up now? And they'd be like, what time is it? No, go back to bed. You go back to bed. And you're laying there, now you're more, because you're like, that means time getting closer, even though it wasn't time to get up. And you have this anticipation about what was getting ready to happen. And as you got closer and closer and closer to the time, you got more and more excited because you knew that you had some gifts waiting for you underneath the tree. And so when you're thinking about this mindset of joy, thinking about that anticipation of that Christmas morning when you finally got up and you ran in there and you just stood in front of the tree talking about which present, you ain't have but two presents, but you're like, which present am I going to open up first? You're just excited about it. And you're just like, which one, which one, which one? And you just, this is the same type of experience that we want to have when we're walking in joy, that we know that God's going to work something out in this. It looks crazy. It looks dismal. It looks like it's going to fall through. But I am just know God's going to work something out. You know you'll mess a person's head up. You'll mess your own head up. Why am I so excited when this thing it looks like it's going to fall through? Because I know God's working something out in the middle of it. Because if God has brought joy in your life because he has... He has more joy for you when you keep your mind in the right spot. And so I just wanted to encourage you today that the, 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 
the settlement of the issue is that you can have joy in the midst of whatever. I got flat feet. You can still have joy. I can't, I can't, I wanted to be six foot and I'm only five one. You can still have joy. I want to be thinner. I want to be bigger. Whatever your condition, whatever your situation. I, I wanted to wanted to have a PhD. I want whatever you can still have joy knowing that God is working everything out for your good and his glory. So don't allow the world and yourself to put you in a dark cave and make you think that you're worthless because you have more worth than what you know because you are created in the image and likeness of God and he loves you with an everlasting unconditional love and his desire is for you to have joy and for your joy to be full to the overflowing that you are happy excited delighted in every situation that is what he wants for you. Now, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then we have to have this discussion first of all. Because it's important for you to have accepted Jesus in your life so that you can acknowledge that God has a way and a plan for your life. It's not a difficult thing, but it's a thing that must be done. The Bible says it like this. It says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and that you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Because with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. The Bible even goes on and says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. God's desire is for you to have the right relationship with him. He desires for you to live in right relationship with him. That he will bring you back into the kingdom of his dear son. Now I want to encourage you in this. That if you, this is your day to make that decision, this is my desire for you. I want you to contact us and let us know that you have made this decision. I want you to contact us and let us know that you made this decision. Email us at info at godshousecc.com or... You can text us at 864-920-0100. Because this is not an individual sport. This is a team event. We want to come alongside you and assist you and help you to go down this path, this way that God has for you. We are here to be a part of, I told you, this is a body. We all affect one another and we want to do that for you. We want to help you. Again, 
info at goshousecc.com or you can test us at 864-920-0100. And let me remind you that that is a text line. There is You, you call it and it's not going to answer because it's just designed for text. So if you want to talk, if you have a lot to say, email us. If you want us to call you back, email us. If you just want us to text with you, text us. We can talk through text. We know that's how some of y'all do business today. But we just want to be there to assist you to become all that God would have for you to be so that you can become all that God would have for you to become. Well, friends and family, that's episode number three, the settlement of the issue. It is now in the books. It's done. God's desires for you to have joy in every situation. Next week, we'll be hitting episode number four. Hopefully, you'll either be able to come to 642 Fairview Road in Simpsonville, South Carolina, or catch us at Facebook Live, or you can go on YouTube, and you can catch all of our messages on YouTube. Just type in God's House Christian Church on YouTube, and you can hear what we got to say. And with that being said, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name. Amen.